Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. For some people here, the war has already begun. Shelling in the east where Ukrainian soldiers oppose Russian-backed separatists has increased, with two Ukrainian soldiers killed Saturday. Separatist leaders ordered an evacuation with a dubious warning that Ukraine, surrounded by 190,000 Russian soldiers, plans to attack. We are taking enough food for one day, she says. We don't know when we'll be back. That was yesterday. News this morning. Russia reporting that they killed five Ukrainian soldiers that had crossed the border to attack Russians. I have my doubts. Also, Putin has called an emergency meeting of officials on whether or not they should declare various regions of Ukraine independent. And just moments ago, a couple of separatist leaders appeared on television asking Putin to recognize the independence of their territories. A couple of, it looked like uh, thugs in suits saying, "We, uh, I want to be president of new uh, independent, what you might call it. And, Isn't that uh, charming? Yeah, exactly. After graduating from West Point, Mike Lyons had a distinguished career in the United States military, awarded the Bronze Star for his actions in combat, and is a well-respected and loved around here military analyst. Uh, Mike, welcome. How are you, sir? Hey, good morning, guys. Great to be back with you. Hey, has it started? Will we know when it started? Is this the start? Yeah, I I think so. I mean, usually artillery starts these kinds of combats and uh, these kinds of uh, conflicts. And I, you know, we were sitting there, we got this report over the weekend about how the the commanders on the front have got their orders and and the like. I mean, we're just ignoring all principles of war about surprise or or the like. 
Um, but from, from Vladimir Putin's perspective, he controls everything on the ground there. So I, I think for, from all practical purposes that, that it has in, in his eyes, and this is just a way of you know extending it out before the rest of the world recognizes it. I think that's really what this is all about, um, as he just controlled the narrative from top to bottom. We saw yesterday um, we couldn't get out this press release fast enough about how Joe Biden is going to meet with him. We don't know where or when or whatever. And then all of a sudden this morning, that, that's been canceled, for, I think. I mean, the, the, the Russian um, uh, communique says uh, we're not so fast on that. So, so I, I do think that now with the Olympics over, you're going to see a lot more stepping up. But from, from my perspective on what's happening on the ground, this, is, this has already started. What's interesting uh, while watching this unfold in real time, and it's so reminiscent of various similar incidents in history, is that it's not clear at all what Putin's goals are. Does he want a little? Does he want a lot? Do, you know, and, and that's part of the way expansionists keep uh, those who would intervene you know, off, uh, off balance, I guess. I, I think he wants a lot. I think that he, he, the kind of forces he's gathered there means he wants a lot. I think that um, he, he's got to have that capability, especially to the north and Belarus, and and the fact that he can easily c- close off um, the, the 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 boundary of western Ukraine. Um, but this is going to be a, more than just a boundary, the physical boundary that, that exists on the ground. It's going to be a cyber. It's going to be all the infrastructure. It's going to be the things that, that controls there. Um, if you take a look at the amount of pipelines that run through. Ukraine from from Russia that uh, he's going to have to strategically get get a hold of right away. I also think though that he doesn't want to destroy Ukraine to take it. I think that's why he's proceeding very carefully um, when he does finally launch, let's say, a larger attack where it's more obvious that people say, "Oh yeah, here we go, things are on." I, he's going to really go after the Ukraine military and in their bases and places that are likely away from built-up areas, uh, knowing full well that um, you know, the, the Ukraine uh, military. Is, is, is guarding important things, but for all practical purposes, they, again, they're going to be a target in this whole thing. Yeah, that was the reporting CBS had yesterday that the that uh, the, he has so many troops because he wants to occupy the country. He doesn't want to destroy it. He wants to have a working, you know, uh, economic asset of a country to be running. Yeah, it looks like right now this is going the way of, you know, we could do this hard or we could do this easy. And um, you saw over the weekend also that Zelensky, the, the Ukraine minister, basically challenged the West saying, you guys have all these sanctions. You won't tell me what they are and you won't start them in place now. You know, he's bombing me right now and you guys aren't, aren't doing anything. And, you know, we sent our crack vice president over there to make a statement or two about something about something. But, um, no, it, it, again, this he Vladimir Putin runs this whole thing top to bottom. And um, we have to be careful, I also think, about looking for transactions on a daily basis of, of, you know, one thing is going to happen that's going to cause something else. And that's because if you just look back at it, he's been planning this for the last eight months, the the amount of troops that are there, the amount of seeds that have been planted, the amount of things that he's done over the past eight, nine months, go back from the past 14 years, uh, this has been going, this has been a long time coming, which is why he's just not going to all of a sudden pull the plug and say, nah, forget it, we're not going to do it. So here's something you know a lot about. We have been the dominant military force rolling into a smaller country, and you know, and you would think, okay, we're just going to roll them over and take it over. But then you have, uh, you know, uh, a whole bunch of people that are really unhappy that you're there, mm-hmm. shooting at you and bombing you alongside the road for years to come. Is that what uh, Putin's looking at? I think that's one of the deterrents. There's, there's two of them. He's got that one, an insurgency that could take place, knowing that we would try to 
fund that and supply weapons to those people if we can get them, which is why he has to seal that border. Um, but I think that second thing is the deterrence of, of the fact that the Ukraine military you know, can inflict some damage on Russian troops, and sending a bunch of Russian body bags back the other direction is not going to go well with Russian people. Um, this And the sanctions, let's say the sanctions do work, and they, they do somewhat strangle off the, the Russian economy, and Russian people feel it. So there, there's, there's, still, there's slight bits of deterrence still left, which is why I think he's trying to squeeze this thing out to make it more of a fait accompli because he really doesn't want to go full force, 190,000 troops occupying there. But the, the other thing is these things never go as intended. Look, look at um, the Gulf War. Go back to that. Saddam Hussein never thought that the United States would do anything, never thought the United States would put an ally together like we did, never thought we would finally you know, do anything. And look what happened there. There's so many examples in history of where uh, things, once the shooting starts, it's that whole Mike Tyson thing of, you know, everyone's got a plan to get punched in the face. And once the shooting starts on and earnest on both sides, he, he's going to lose control of the initiative at that point. Military analyst Mike Lyons is on the line. Uh, this is less military and more diplomatic, but uh, I don't think it's a coincidence at all that uh, Xi of China and Putin signed this gigantic new we're best buddies agreement uh, on the eve of this happening. How important is China being willing to bail Russia out uh, economically? Yeah, I think 100% is the backstop, is the net that he wanted in order to uh, feel more confident that if he does this, that at least they'll stay out of it. They won't say anything, let's say, but they'll also provide that economic support in the background. He'll lose some some uh, energy uh, exports over the next few months, let's say. Um, and, and, you know, now we're seeing this alliance between Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, that could potentially take place. And, you know, we're, here we go back to the future. We're back to having this, these two poles again. The United States has done really a terrible job the past 30 years, all administrations to be blamed for this, and, and not keeping together these certain alliances. I, I don't th- I think um, the last, you know, the, what, what the last administration tried to do with NATO to pony up money to figure out how we were going to get along was important. I think this administration is just still a day later, dollar short. When he got up there last week and said, this alliance is really strong, you see that Macron's been there to, to negotiate separately, that the UK have been there to negotiate separately. We're not really speaking with one voice, and, it, you know, once, again, once things become more evident that he's rolled, I think that, uh, you know, that you're not going to see a united front. Sometimes you don't recognize something bad has happened until it's already over. Um, is the world about to wake up here in the next couple of days, couple of weeks, whatever, and just and everybody recognize, OK, the world is just we have a completely different world order going on than we've had for the last many decades. Yeah, that's it. Could be that tipping point that we see happen often times. I mean, maybe we'll stop inviting Vladimir Putin to Davos and stop inviting him to you know conferences and let him talk. Uh, you know, maybe we'll treat him like the the thug and the dictator and he is. And how you know maybe that'll happen. I, I'm not sure. We 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 can't seem to help ourselves though with this in terms of it's always about the money. It's always about economics. And I, I, I still shake my head. How does Germany shut down all their nuclear power plants mm. and decide to outsource their energy? to Russia and knowing full well that you know this is who they're outsourcing it to. Even as we give away our energy independence, which makes me nuts. But uh, yeah. my final question, just as a, a devil's advocate, uh, maybe question, uh, given especially the Russian experience in WW2, horrific losses, the rest of it, mm-hmm. uh, Russia has a fair amount of, you could call it paranoia or just concern about invasion. Uh, was there a way, maybe is there a way to to grant Putin security assurances enough to settle this down? That's a great question. I don't think 
at this point, he'll believe them. I think that's what we're, we're talking about here. And, and uh, even if we said, you know, uh, Ukraine won't be in NATO, it's going to be that peace in our time analogy. We're all looking for what's the historical analogy here. You've got uh, the analogy of what happened in the Middle East in, in, the, in the 60s and 70s with the Arab countries coming to the Israeli border to threaten war. That, well, that's what this is to me more like it. But I think I think anything else like that is appeasement because um, there's no way Ukraine ever is in NATO. Uh, the Germans wouldn't go for it. The Turks wouldn't go for it. The, so it's not going to happen, but we're not going to say that quite part out loud. Um, and I don't think he's going to believe it at this point. And I think for all practical purposes, he he, and he wants to get that, that former Soviet Union and restore that power there, try to get that economic um, bolt that he'll get when he takes over this country. Military analyst Major Mike Lyons. Mike, I hope we can stay in touch. Whatever unfolds, it's going to be uh, significant, I think. so. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. It's going to be it's going to be significant. Yeah, which is a, a gross understatement, but uh, there you have it. Thanks, Mike. A very serious sounding <clears throat> Mike Lyons there. So CBS is reporting yesterday with uh, David Martin. I believe he was the first one that reported that uh, Russian military leaders had been given the go ahead to start. And he also reported that Russia is planning a shock and awe campaign similar to what we did to Baghdad when we went in. And uh, it's going to start with cyber, and then they're just going to light up the sky, bombing the crap out of stuff. Um, and that's where I heard that the reason they have 190,000 troops is then they want to occupy the place quickly and have a, you know, a functioning state. They don't want to destroy the country. They want to run the country. Right. Um, but uh, Jake Sullivan, our Secretary of State, no, a National Security Advisor, just moments ago, uh, said this, um, Russia is planning an extremely violent operation to crush Ukraine. So, I don't, know, I don't know how you can do shock and awe and not destroy a hell of a lot of stuff. Well, what I was picturing when Mike was talking, Mike Lyons, was that uh, picturing the Russian military decimating you know, X percent of the Ukrainian military in such short order that everybody from military leadership to uh, civilian leadership says, all right, this will be suicide if we don't come to some sort of agreement, see what Russia wants. Um, we won't sacrifice, you know, 75 percent of the young men of this country in a need in a, you know, useless uh, mission, suicide mission. And then, you know, Putin gets a quote unquote political settlement. And installs his puppet regime, and you know, one hundred and fifty thousand lives are spared. Mm. Uh, I, I, that's probably what he's hoping for. Just so overwhelming that they just say there's no point in trying to resist this. R- right? Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. Heard Great a, stuff, man. Heard a lot of people Ooh. interviewed on the street who say they're willing to fight to the death for this, but uh, we'll see. That is grim. Thank, as I as I've been saying all last week. Thank God every day you live in the United States where there's no freaking chance some country's going to, you know, roll tanks in and take over. You're going to have to, like, get your hunting gun and hide behind bushes and, and see how long you can last against trained soldiers to try to defend your country. Thank God you don't have to do that. Yipes, yipes. And at the risk of driving the point into the ground, when we gave away our energy independence... We empowered Putin beyond. It's difficult to uh, to uh, estimate accurately how much more hand to quote Seinfeld we gave Putin. It's absolutely awful to appease the wackadoodle American environmental left. 
farming out energy production to countries that are way worse to the environment than we are. It's just insane. You mentioned Seinfeld. Speaking of Seinfeld, what I'm giving myself for my birthday is related to Seinfeld. Hmm. Among other things we can talk about coming up, our text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.